This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Amwar makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amwar, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amoir.style forward slash crystal. That is amoir.style 
A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoir today. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Payne Show. Today's topic is on goal setting. We thought this would be great to discuss because we are almost to the end of 2019. And as we look to 2020, this is a really important time of year, I think, to be reflecting on the past year and looking ahead to the new year. And instead of doing our usual segments, because we want to really be able to dig into this topic, we're just going to go straight into it and discuss some different questions that we use to reflect on our year and then some things that help us as we look forward to the next year. And hopefully that these will also inspire you with ways that you can reflect on 2019 and then be more intentional as you go into 2020. So Jesse, let's talk a little bit about what goal setting has looked like for us in the past, because I know we're changing some things this year, at least I'm changing some things this year when it comes to goal setting. Every year it's been kind of different, you know? For me, it's been actually very similar the last few years. I've kind of set somewhere between 10 to 14 goals mm-hmm. in the different areas of my priorities and just gone with that. And I say the last few years because before that, mm-hmm. I really struggled with goal setting because I'm one of those people that wants to do all the things. Right. And and I had that as well. I can remember sitting right down and writing out whole legal pad length of goals because I was trying to do... 30 different things a year. Like we both thought we were Superman and Superwoman. Yeah. (laughs) And we had three little kids at that time. And also the goals were not concrete. Mm -hmm. They were very, they were more wishful goals as in wanting to do something that wasn't concrete, that wasn't measurable. I would say that's not even a goal. I know. It was more an idea, Mm -hmm. a dream something that you wanted to pursue, but it wasn't actually a goal. And for me, I've gotten really good the last few years at making goals that you actually can measure. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, oh, I've crossed the finish line or here's how far I am from the finish line because there's a number attached to it or a time frame attached to it. If you just say, I want to read more, how will you know? You can't measure more. But if you say, I want to read for this many hours a month, I was going to say a week, but that might be a little bit, sound like a lot to some people. Right. Or I want to read this many pages in a month, or I want to read this many books in a year, whatever. That is something that's concrete. Right. That you can look at and you can see the progress that you're making and you can see if you're falling short or if you're in line with your goals. Right. So we've learned a lot. We've made a lot of mistakes when it comes to goal setting. And every year we reevaluate. And I like to use three questions. What worked? what didn't work, and what did I learn as I'm kind of reflecting on the previous year and then thinking ahead to the next year. And I think as we talk about those questions and flesh them out for you, 
we need to start though with the foundation of goal setting itself. Why even should you set goals? Mm -hmm. What's the purpose? Because I know for some people that whole thought of goal setting is just either scary, it's frustrating, or it's kind of demoralizing Mm -hmm. because they feel like, well, I've tried that in the past and it totally didn't work. Or I tried setting goals and it caused so much stress in my life. Mm -hmm. Or why would I even bother to set goals? Like, I just want to live one day at a time. For me, the goal of goal setting is really to live more intentionally. That Mm -hmm. is the bottom line. It's not so that I can just be busy for busy's sake or so that I'm just getting a whole bunch of stuff done or crossing things off a list or even feeling good about myself. Like, oh, look what I've done. It's not that. It's so that I can live life more intentionally because I don't want to look back in 25 years from now and say, I just wasted my life. I wasted my days. I had so much opportunity. I had so much in front of me and I didn't make the most of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it perfectly. We talked about this last episode when it comes to teaching our kids about money. You're never going to do it perfectly, but I feel like goals can really motivate you and inspire you to live intentionally. Right. And the thing about your goals is that you don't have to be uh, handcuffed by them. They're your goals. So personalize them. It's, it, it really helps to show what's important to you and what your priorities are. Well, and I also think it's easy to look at someone else's goals and feel like for some reason we aren't measuring up if our goals are very different than theirs. Mm -hmm. But we are all different people on different paths in different seasons with different priorities. And so it's important to remember that. And I think that's a good word for us to share also as we talk about our own personal goals. I don't want anyone to listen to this and feel like you're not doing enough or to listen to this and feel like you need to change something that you're doing. Sure, if this inspires you to live more intentionally, 100%, I'm absolutely on board with that. But you are not me. You are not Jesse. You are not anyone else in the world. So make sure that your goals are serving you and your family and not something that's creating bondage or a burden or just this heavy baggage that you're carrying around feeling like you've got to be doing more. You're not doing enough. So let's talk about what worked in 2019. I'll go first because I actually wrote some notes down and (laughs) I just kind of sprung this on you, Jesse. Yet again. And you said, oh, I can go with it. So I'm, I'm excited to share what you share. For me, what worked, well, I looked through my goals that I set for 2019 as I was preparing for this episode, and there were three things that came to mind. One thing that worked was that I spent a lot less time online and a lot more time in my local community. Hmm. We became a lot more involved in different areas of our community this year. One of them was we are now helping lead small groups for our youth groups. So that's a Wednesday night commitment and a commitment to the kids that are in our groups. We're also both leading a small group 
through the discipleship intensive program at our church. Mm -hmm. And I had done that in the past, but it's really fun for the two of us to be doing it together on Monday nights. So that's on Monday nights. And then also they just the commitment to our group throughout the week. And then also you're very involved in a lot of different things in our church. And we stepped into foster care this year, which was not something that we at all saw coming at the beginning of the year. And so we've gotten a lot more involved in our local community just by the classes and the training and all of the interaction with the social workers. And now then even right now we have children in our home Mm -hmm. and we're having different members of DCS in our home every morning and every night as part of the situation with these children. And so I just feel like we've really dug our roots deep in our local community. And so it's been great for me. I still am very involved in things online, but it's been very fulfilling to me to be able to have more opportunities to use my gifts and my passions to serve in our community. And we want to do more of that in 2020. So that was something that worked. And then also I did a better job of guarding my work days and my work times more. I realized that I had kind of gotten lax in you know, yes, I work from home, but I would say yes to a lot of things throughout the week mm-hmm. and during the day throughout the week because I wanted to do them. They were great things, but it would then mean that my work time would have to happen at night when I wanted to be with you and the kids. Mm-hmm. So guarding my work times and being pretty particular about not doing hardly anything ever during the day, unless it's after 2 p.m., has been a really, really good thing. So that's something that worked. And then taking Sundays off is another thing that worked. And this was something that happened, I think it was halfway through the year, or maybe even a little bit further into the year, just realizing that I needed to have an offline day. And so you know, these things aren't necessarily stuff that it was on my goals list. I'm just looking back at the year and saying, what did I change? What did I do? And what worked? And so those were some things that have really worked well for me. What about for you? Well, at the beginning of uh, this year, I decided to try a new method for my goal setting. And I purchased the uh, Michael Hyatt planner, the full focus planner. And one of the things that I really liked about it is it kind of walked you through a goal setting process at the, in the beginning of the book. And it gives you kind of a structure for reviewing as you go along what those goals are throughout the year. Well, I ended up getting about through two quarters of using those journals because each journal is a quarter of a year. And I kind of determined, well, I didn't quite like some of the things that were in it and took out of it what I could use and actually started making my own kind of a bullet journal in a way of uh, what I needed to do each day. But one thing that I didn't do was go back and review the goals like I had been doing when I was using the journal itself. And because like what we talked about is setting goals that are yours, not being uh, handcuffed to those goals, those goals that I did set were kind of internalized. And even though I wasn't tracking, say the last uh, six months of the year, I went back through and looked at how I did 
or just today was reflecting on the goals that I had set. And I met a good portion of Mm. what I had set because those goals had been internalized. And I was kind of already aiming in that direction since the beginning of the year. So that, and that momentum helped carry me for the remainder of the year. So I was pretty pleased. And uh, I know I haven't sat down and set goals for next year yet, but I might take some of those goals that I didn't meet for this past year and go ahead and transfer those over for next year. So it's interesting that you said that because I had kind of felt like I dropped the ball with my goals as a result of pregnancy, which mm-hmm. was again, completely unexpected. Both foster care and pregnancy were things that we never saw at the beginning of the year and would have changed a lot of what I would have written on my goals. But when I went over my goals for 2019, I realized I actually made a lot of progress. I completed a lot of the goals and the ones that I didn't complete, I was very happy with the momentum that I had in Mm -hmm. those areas and what I accomplished, or it was something that I'm like, ah, that's not really a priority to me anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that was very encouraging. And sometimes it's just great to see the progress that you've made by setting goals and you might feel like you're not accomplishing a lot, but then when you go back and you review them, Mm -hmm. you realize, oh, wow, I did make some progress this year. Well, or even you may have a certain direction that you want to go at the beginning of the year, but you find you kind of shift course a little bit throughout the year as life happens. And you realize where you ended up is better than where you would have been if you had continued on the course that you had set at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end, because that's going to play into how I'm changing the way that I set goals in 2020. But another reflection question that I like to ask is what didn't work? It's great to ask what did work, but then what didn't work? And I went when I reviewed my goals and there were two goals that I'd set that I, I it's hard to say that they're goals, honestly, because they aren't as measurable mm-hmm. as some of the other things on my list that was, you know, listen to two audiobooks a month or read 40 books that I already own, that sort of thing. Those are very measurable. This is more along the habit line, but it is measurable in a sense. So these two, I did not follow through with keeping my phone in the basement at night. I had high hopes. I did a really great job of keeping my phone in the basement at night for the first few months Mm -hmm. of 2019. And then I took email off of my phone, which had been the thing that was really distracting me in the mornings when I would wake up, I was checking email on my phone. So I took email off my phone and I realized that, oh, it's not so imperative for me to have my phone in the basement because it's not causing stress and causing the distraction that it was since email's not on there any longer. Maybe that's an excuse. Maybe it's valid. I don't know, but that's one of the habits that I didn't follow through with that I had set at the beginning of the year. And then also I had set the goal of dedicating time after dinner to spend one-on-one with the kids. And I really wanted to spend at least 40 minutes one-on-one after dinner, three times a week with each of them. I quickly realized that we're in a season of life where this is not just dependent upon me because a lot of evenings they either have activities Mm -hmm. or they have homework. 
or they have both, which is commonly both. So I couldn't ask them to not do their homework or skip that activity in order to spend time with me. So I've had to revamp that goal that I set and instead just try to be very intentional that a few times a week I am spending one-on-one time with each of them. And it might be inviting them to come with me to the store. It might be, I'm just getting ready to go get my anatomy scan um, for the baby at my OB's office. And so Catherine is coming with me. And so looking for those opportunities to invite the kids Mm -hmm. to come with me to something that I'm doing or to go in and join them in something that they are doing. And so that we're spending that one-on-one time together. So I feel like we're probably, I'm still getting I'm still hitting that goal, mm-hmm. but it's not happening in the evenings in the really beautiful manner that I envisioned. Mm-hmm. And it probably isn't 40 minutes, three times a week necessarily, but it is one-on-one time with each of them at least a few times a week. So I'm going to call that a win, even though I did put that under what didn't work. Well, yeah, because you're spending time. That was the purpose. Whether yes. it's not the measurable amount of time that you were wanting it's still spending time. Can you think of something for you that didn't work? I think probably I set a few too many goals. Not having that review Mm -hmm. probably hurt. So I think what probably didn't work was because I moved away from the system that I'd originally started in the beginning of the year, maybe my momentum wasn't as good as it could have been, but I still had that momentum to allow me to complete some of those goals that I did set. So I think that's probably, you know, shifting my method would probably be the thing that didn't didn't work. Okay. The third question that I like to ask as I reflect on the year as a whole and goal setting is what did I learn? And this doesn't necessarily have to be related to your goals, but just your year in general, what did you learn? I think this is an important reflection question. And it can also give you insight into goals to set for the next year. It can also just provide an opportunity for you to stop and celebrate. Hmm. Because I think a lot of times we don't do that. We just Mm -hmm. kind of move on to the next thing. So it was fun for me to think about what did I learn in 2019. And I was really encouraged because I think... This was a year where I learned to be a lot more flexible Mm -hmm. and flexibility is not my strong suit or in the past, it has not been my strong suit. I like to have a plan. I like to work the plan. I don't like it when things don't go according to my plan. Really? And I have done a lot better (laughs) job, if I may say so myself, of being a lot more adaptable. And this week, with opening our home to three kids who are in the foster care system, who are 13, 11, and 3, I realized that I have developed the muscle of flexibility this year. Because a few years ago, this would have completely stressed me out. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to handle every day the not knowing, the unknowns, the workers coming in and out, and you never know exactly what time, and not knowing a lot of details, and then last minute sort of stuff, and things changing at the last minute, and just having to be really flexible and really adaptable. Mm -hmm. And So I have a suggestion. Yes. 
So I know here in the next week or so, we're going to be talking about the word for the year, but I think your word for next year needs to be flexibility. And I already have so, my word. So that maybe if, if you set a goal of being flexible, I think that, it, and you can hit it, then you'll be able to not be frustrated when things don't go your way because things are going to go your way if you're more flexible. Because you mean you're just going to change your perspective? Mm-hmm. Like if you're really flexible, then, oh, I think I planned for that. I think exactly. I wanted this to happen. It's like planned spontaneity. That's true. I can be very spontaneous. I was going to say spontaneous. <laughs> I can be very spontaneous provided it's carefully planned. But I'm getting better at being more spontaneous. Yes, you are. It's something that I still am working on, still developing the muscle. But so that was one thing that I feel like I learned in 2019, still learning, still have a lot of room for growth, but Mm -hmm. a lot of progress was made. Another thing that goes right along with that is we just learned of the great need there is for foster parents in our community. Mm -hmm. And we did not know that at the beginning of 2019. And God's really changed our hearts and opened up our hearts to something that we never saw. It was never on our radar screen until probably really seven or eight months ago. And that is something that's, I feel like, radically changing our lives to be involved in that and radically changing our kids' lives. Mm -hmm. Just to recognize the need and to get the opportunity to step in and serve in this way and learn and grow and have your eyes opened. Being able to be be willing to be stretched mm-hmm. far past your comfort zone, doing something you don't think that you can do, but being willing to say yes, because you know that God will show up and well, that he will give you the grace to, to do it. And that goes right along with something else that I wrote down that I learned, and that is that I'm a lot stronger than I realized. And obviously, that is God's strength in me and recognizing how much I can rely upon His strength because I don't have enough in my own strength. But Christ in me, the Holy Spirit in me, I am a world changer, and I am able to do things that far beyond what I ever would have dreamed or imagined. This Just this last week, to be able to juggle six kids and a baby on the way and so much up in the air and With working full-time. three hours notice. And many nights doing it on three and a half to four and a half hours of sleep and still having a good attitude. And that's the grace of God. But it also gives me a lot of courage for the future that something that seems insurmountable or overwhelming Mm -hmm. that Christ in me can allow me to press through and be able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I also was thinking of finding out that I was pregnant right at the beginning of the very, very fullest six weeks of my entire year Mm -hmm. and all the travel and speaking and meetings and things that I did and launching a course and so much that happened in the middle of extreme exhaustion and nausea. And God just gave me so much grace. And so I'm a lot stronger than I realized. And then finally, I think one of the things that I learned was that I can delegate a lot more business-wise. And this year I delegated a lot. And I still was very involved in the business. I still was 
working full-time hours pretty much every single week, but I let go of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has just been in the last few months, I've had to. There's just no way that I can be involved in our community and be pregnant and invest in my marriage and all the other things if I am micromanaging Mm -hmm. as a business owner. And so just letting go and trusting my team has been really good. And the cool thing is, is this has been one of the best years financially that we've ever had. And it was probably my least hands-on year Mm -hmm. ever. And so that was a very cool to see. It's like, oh, I'm not as needed as I would think that I am. And Mm -hmm. that's a humbling and great thing for me to learn. What about for you? What did you learn? Very similarly, what what you were talking about, just as far as being willing to be flexible, knowing that what I think that my year is going to look like when I started out, very well may look a lot different than uh, what I was planning. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I had several goals that and business opportunity that I was wanting to pursue and really try to develop throughout this year, but it became apparent that we just needed to cut bait. And actually, that's been a really good thing, mm-hmm. and because it was a, it was actually an emotional waste or two that I didn't realize that I was expending too much energy on. So that was one thing that, especially that came and looked different foster care. Definitely. I mean, that wasn't even on our radar screen at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. year. It wasn't until June or Mm -hmm. so that we really started talking about it. And, um, and then we jumped and we jumped (laughs) jumped in in wholeheartedly because they were starting the classes that same week that we were like, I think we're going to do this. And then the classes were starting. We knew if we didn't jump on it, we were going to have to wait a long time before it was going to be classes that were going to be just really close to our house. Right. Otherwise, we'd have to drive this long ways. And um, so the timing was amazing to yep. see. And I, I just want to say it's been really beautiful for me to watch your heart change. When we first started, you were fully on board, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of hesitation, a lot of reservation of like, how is this going to play out? Right. And I think probably a lot of fear. It felt very risky Mm -hmm. and you have just jumped in and your heart has just been softened to the need. And for you to be the one when we got the call last week to say, you know, I think we should say yes to bring in the sibling group. And Mm -hmm. I've just seen you love on these kids in such a beautiful, beautiful way. And I've just seen your heart for them and also doing such a great job of loving our kids at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot, you know, for our number of children to be doubled in a matter of hours, but you've just, it's just been really beautiful to watch. And I feel like God is growing us through it and we don't know what the future holds, but I think there's a lot more that he has for us Mm -hmm. in this regard in the future. And so I think it's been a big learning thing for both of us to be on this journey together. Mm I wanted to close out this episode by just talking about, based upon all of that, you know, what worked, what didn't work, what did I learn? Then just, I like to think of, you know, what do I hope for the next year? And I think for me, my hope is really to continue to open up our home and to focus on pouring into our community and to be really available to our kids, to foster kids, to be flexible, taking one day at a time. And 
All of this is going to kind of be wrapped up in my word that I chose for 2020, which we will be talking about in an episode in a few weeks, which I can't wait to share with you. But how goal setting is going to look different as a result of the word that I really feel like is my word for 2020, plus my hope for 2020, is that I'm not going to set yearly goals, which is a big, big deal for me to change that. But in just thinking of, we don't know how the year is going to play out when mm-hmm. it comes to you know foster parenting and we're having a baby. And so that is going to mean that we can't really plan out the whole year and say, oh, I think this is how it's all going to work out. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And we want to be flexible and adaptable. And so I'm going to focus on setting monthly goals and then breaking those down into weekly goals. Mm. And so kind of just taking four weeks at a time I feel like I can have a general idea of how the next week or four weeks is generally going to be. Mm -hmm. Now, I say that loosely because like we learned this last week, it can all change in a few hours. But still, you know, I can have a basic idea of, okay, here's what I hope to accomplish. And so when it comes to the books that I want to read or the business project that I want to be focused on, just really taking it four weeks at a time. And then at the end of those four weeks, reevaluating and then kind of resetting. And then I also, I do have two big goals for 2020. I'm only setting two yearly goals. So I said I wasn't setting yearly goals. Well, I do have two, but they're not, they've already been set. And that is to have a baby and to write a book because I mentioned that I'm writing a book and it is due at the beginning of July. So the first part of 2020 is really going to be focused on writing the manuscript. And I have a plan for all of that and um, a great person who's come alongside and going to help me with some of the research and the editing and all of that as I'm writing to kind of relieve a little bit of the extra time and make it more doable. So that's going to be my big focus. And I'm going to say no to a lot of other things. I'm not going to be traveling or speaking. Um, We're just really simplifying a lot of the business stuff so that the big goal is to write that book. And obviously then there will be edits and other things related to the book. So the entire year, there's going to be book related things. So that's my big, big goal. And then have a baby. And so just having those two things, like I want to focus on my health and I want to make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that this pregnancy is as healthy as it possibly can be so that the birth and the delivery and all of that can, you know, as we have no control over a lot of things, but we can at least take care of our bodies and um, try to stay healthy and get enough rest. So those are my two big goals. And then I'm just going to do four weeks at a time in Mm -hmm. 2020. Now, Jesse, you said you haven't set Mm-mm. goals. So have you thought about how you're going to approach goal setting or are you still working on that? And we can talk about that more when we talk about word of the year in a few weeks. We can talk about it uh, when we talk about word of the year. But one thing I was just thinking of is that here a few years ago, I put together a gratitude journal uh, called Choose Faith. And it's basically it takes takes you month by month, week by week, and gives you places to write down things that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I may very well go through that again mm-hmm. and use that to help keep me on track with some of my goal setting as well. So that sounds great. And if y'all are not familiar with that, we can link to the gratitude journal in the show notes. 
thank you for joining us today. I hope that this has inspired you as you think of reflecting on your year, what worked, what didn't work, what did you learn? We'd love to hear from you. If you want to share your answers to those questions or just your thoughts on goal setting in general, send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. And we'll be back next week where we are going to be sharing, Lord willing, about foster care and more about what we've learned in this last two weeks as we've kind of gotten a, what's the correct word, kind of like... Baptism by fire. Yes. We have learned a lot and made mistakes and um, just really gotten our feet wet or maybe just jumped fully in the pool. We were all wet. And um, so we're going to share more about that because we've had a lot of questions um, as I've been sharing on Instagram stories a little bit about um, our journey. So we'll share about that. And then um, we'll take a break for Christmas with the Crystal Pain Show. And then we'll be back first thing at the beginning of the year with an episode on our word for 2020. So thanks for joining us. Have a great week. As always, if you have any question on any topic you'd love for Jesse and I to answer on a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions, or you'd love for us to change something or do something different, we love to hear from you. We love your emails. And so you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 